got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Coffee and Crypto Live. Jeb is out today. Unfortunately, there's a family emergency. Please be praying for him. It's not crazy serious. He should be back tomorrow. However, he did need to miss this morning. So it is the Tim show for today. I'll be joined by my other co-host here in just a second. But we got a lot to talk about. Despite the fact that Jeb is gone, crypto continues on. And in the past, that actually analysis ends up being kind of bullish. But we're going to be talking about Bitcoin price, what it is doing right now, and where it will be this next coming March. What are we expecting? What are the conditions we're looking for to see bullish or bearish month? We're also going to be talking a little bit more about Russia. I know a lot of you guys are dealing with this Russia-Ukraine news and saying, man, when is this ever going to end? Unfortunately, it continues, and we have some more information to talk there. But there's also some interesting things happening with Bitcoin wallets, as well as Cardano's transaction volume. We're discussing that and a whole lot more in the show. But I want to go ahead and throw it to my co-host, Kelly Kellum, all the way from New York City. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing wonderful. I got a lot of great rest this weekend and I'm uh, ready to jump into the markets today and see what we got going for the week. And, uh, you know, obviously we're wrapping up this month. So uh, let's let's talk about where we might be going here in March. Uh, we got a lot of a lot of things to discuss, a lot of things, uh, both bullish and bearish, uh, but a bunch of key levels that we're going to be looking at. So let's jump into it. Let's let's see how our compatriot, uh, Mr. Smanold's doing. Yes. Yes. How are you doing today, Smay? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. There's a lot of new buttons I'm pressing here. So I'm sorry. Buttons. I'm sorry if I'm mis misclick some buttons here, um, but I have I have some good news to report. Uh, I, you know, I just think about my members so the members so much, and it really gets me in a good mood. And another thing recently got me in a good mood, um, guys. I went uh, right now. I'm actually in my brother's wedding, right. Uh, so recently, back in like August, I went and got fitted for the suits to be one of his groomsmen. And uh, let's just say I wasn't too pleased with the results of that fitting when I went in on, uh, in August. But, uh, and actually, just to say how bad it was, we were, they were going to give me a vest, but they couldn't actually get a vest that fit me. So they just got like a bib. Like that's like a fake vest that like has straps, super humiliating, horrible. But I went back because obviously my weight loss journey, I went back to get refitted now in the weddings, uh, like two weeks away, I went and got refitted and I went down two sizes on everything and even three size, four sizes actually on certain areas on. too. So, um, that is pretty exciting. I actually get to wear a real vest. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. Um, so that's my report. But in order to share that goodwill and that happiness that I have, I'm going to go ahead and shout out some members here. So here we have some great little member names. We got, uh, let's see here. We got Ronald Moon. We got Brad Geidel. We got here, who we got? We got TZ. I love me some TZ. We got Jeremy Shorter. Uh, I hope he's not shorting Bitcoin right now. Ah, ah, you know, uh, oh now we gosh. got Crypto Sec guy. Oh my gosh. Let's see who else we got here. We got here. We got, uh, we got Elliot Locke, Ricardo Vinigas. Oh man. Oh, we got Rory Bjorkman. Oh my goodness. You guys are the best. I love you guys. Um, but I just wanted to say that. So back to you, Tim. Gosh, every single time. Every I, I love the way you even read that. Guys, if you're wondering what he was just reading, those are some of our members. We would love for you guys if you want to be a part of that. No matter what you do, though, if this is a show that you love, we are here every single weekday, Monday through Friday at 930. But guess what? We're actually going to be shifting. And some of you might be a little sad about this. Some of you might like it. But we really want to be able to add as much value to as many people as possible and build this community up. So we're actually starting today going to be going back to an hour-long show. I got a strict schedule uh, right here. I'm going to be sticking to so if you hear me say the words, guys, great point, we got to wrap it up, it's because we want to give you as much as possible. Afternoon videos are going to stay the same. We're going to continue to give you as much information as you can, as we can, so that you can be profitable here in crypto. But if that's something that you love, make sure to hit the like button first. If you have not subscribed yet, please consider subscribing. You know, normally this show is hosted by Jeb, so if you're new, welcome. So glad to have you. I am the co-host, Tim, but it's still always a great show when I'm here. Uh, pray for Jeb as he's dealing with a family emergency. Again, shouldn't be too bad. Uh, he should be back tomorrow. However, 
With all of that being said, let's go ahead and jump into what today's show is going to look like. We're going to start with a market pulse. We're actually going to flip and do Bitcoin TA at first. Uh, spend there about 15 minutes there. Do some Q&A after that point. Then go into our headlines, do some discussion, go into another Q&A. And then we have a little fun transition at the end before we transition out of the show. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump right on into it, going to our market pulse. Uh, so guess what? Coin market cap got fixed, which is awesome. You know, I love CoinGecko too. No, shout out to CoinGecko. Even even though we're not going to look at you today, um, you, you held it up nicely while coin market cap was having their problems. But if you guys are looking at the market today, you're going to see there's really not that much craziness happened. Although, as we speak, if you go over and look at the chart, Bitcoin is rallying. It's now at 39.4. Earlier this morning, I remember looking at it closer to 37. So this is a little thing we're going to keep an eye on here in just a second. But for now, let's keep talking about the market and then we'll get to Bitcoin here in just a minute. Uh, Bitcoin is up 184 in the last 70, 1%, almost 2% in the last seven days. However, it is on a massive, not massive. That's the wrong word. It's on a little uh, rally of its own right now. Let's see if that's sustainable. Ethereum down 3.8% in the last 24 hours. Uh, let's see what are our biggest losers and gainers here in the last 24 hours. Waves up almost 10% in the last 24 hours. We also have Airways up almost 5. Chili's a coin very dear and near to my heart up 4%. Uh, hey, nice. Nice on my holdings. We had a had a good dip there, so you know probably still in the red on my Chili's holdings, but luckily it's not necessarily too large. Let's see what our biggest losers are. Uh, Convex Finance down 13%. I've never dealt with that one. Ranked number 85, so you know it, at least it's in the top 100, but I've never really dealt with that one. Thorchain is also down 7%. Celsius down almost 6%. Uh, Kelly, are you investing in any of those coins, or do you know anything about any of those coins that people should know? Because a lot of times, just so you guys know, when you see coins in the red... It's not a it's not a necessary and it's not always the same thing, but a lot of times, sometimes the best a lot of times, sometimes. A lot of times the best buying opportunities 60% of the time are right after sixty percent of the time it works. Every time. No, uh, a lot of times the best buying opportunity is on a day where you see a coin in the red. So that's why I'm asking the question. Kelly, do you know anything about these coins that we're looking at here on my screen? Uh, well, yeah, Thorchain is, I, I've been following for a while. I, I've never la uh, yeah. laddered into that one, but it's definitely been on my watch list. Uh, the other coins I'm not, not too, I don't want to say not keen on, but I'm not super tuned into. Yeah. Uh, there's just so, there's so many coins out there, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're perfectly right. You know, it's one of the funny things about the way the market flows, all the new retail uh, tends to start coming in when we're near a top. And then when the market goes down, they wonder why they're down. Well, you shouldn't be buying when stuff is absolutely in the green. You know, you look, for some, sometimes I find some great buys just by going on Coin Gecko or Coin Market Cap, yeah. and uh, you know, doing the biggest losers and figuring out which you know, start looking into those projects and then finding good entries on stuff that's down, not stuff that's up. Yeah, that's a great point. And so, like I said, guys, that's just the market pulse at the moment. As we said before, we're about to jump into Bitcoin. Actually, I don't want to go there. Let me go back to our main Coin Market Cap page. Uh, Bitcoin is one that's just flipped into the green. It was red just a second ago, up now 0.1%. So it's not necessarily time to just go ahead and celebrate. However, we're about to jump on to TA there. If you love that, go ahead and hit that like button if you haven't already. Smay, any thoughts about the market before we jump into TA? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty, and that means no one can know for sure what's going to happen next. Um, so just hold in tight, guys. Strap in your seatbelts. There we go. Strap on the seatbelts. Well, before I jump into my opinions of what I think the market is doing, I want to just start with kind of some TA on Bitcoin, neither bullish nor bearish, just acknowledging what is happening. As we said, there's a green candle right now on the daily chart. It is rising. We're now sitting around 39,300. This is a good spot for, for Bitcoin. As you can see right here on the daily chart, we have not closed at this level uh, since before the uh, 20th. So if we can close above there, that's some bullish momentum. Uh, but we're sitting right now at a pretty Pretty key point on the daily chart. Can the day end up closing at that point? We'll have to see. As you guys can see right now, one thing that I'm monitoring is two different resistance levels. The first is this descending level, and I'll explain why I have it at that point rather than coming up to the top here, what we saw between the, let's see, about 6th and 17th of February. This is a trend I want to follow, and I'll explain a little bit later. Just keep your eyes on that. The other one is this flat level of resistance right here at 40,000. You're going to see why that's significant when we go down to the four hourly chart, but remember, that's a key 
point. I called this or talked about this the other day, how key it was. And sure enough, look at that wick right there on the 26th. We ended up reversing right off that trend, but we also reversed right where it intersected this downtrend and that flat level. So that's really interesting to me. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but for right now, keep your eyes on those two lines of resistance. Another line of support we are looking at right now is this line right here at 35,000. The significance of that line is because that is the lowest close we've had during this trend right back here on the 20, uh, 22nd, 23rd of January. Are we going to drop back below this? The reason why I think it would be significant to do so is because we're looking at our RSI. This is where we hit the bottom level of RSI. If we're zooming out here, this was uh, the lowest point of the RSI we've had now. It, almost this entire bull rally. It depends on what you call the bull, the bull run, the bull trend, the bull market, whatever it is. This is the lowest we have been at least since back in May of the 2021. So why is that significant? Because a lot of times when you're looking for reversals, you want to see strong bullish RSI divergence. Well, we have our low point right here, which makes it nice and easy to set it up down the road. We have not done so yet, but is that potentially in the cards? Is that still coming back that we're going to end up seeing a daily close below this $35,000 level, giving us our daily bullish RSI divergence, which would work sort of kind of like a spring and send us back up into the, you know, who knows, all-time highs. Either way, let's keep looking right now. If you're looking at the RSI on the daily chart, the significance that I'm looking at right now is we are, we just crossed over the 14 daily SMA. That's that yellow line you're going to see on your RSI. Other than that, there's not a whole lot that I'm seeing right now to necessarily speculate on. If I pull down my MACD, just so you guys know, I like to put it up top. Uh, you know, we are heading towards a daily cross, but this is kind of an area, if you're looking here, uh, there's some indecision on our MACD. Again, nothing special happening. When I'm talking about special, I'm not seeing any... Uh, sure signs of any type of divergence coming forward. If you guys have been looking and watching this channel for a while, especially my takes, I have been able to read a lot of reversals based off of what the MACD and the RSI are showing us, specifically when it comes to different divergences. At the moment, there is nothing on the horizon that I see happening here in the next day or two, at least, if not the next week. So this kind of a place where I'm like, all right, there's not a whole lot of significance there. Let's go and look at our Bollinger Bands and our TD Sequential and see if they're telling us a different story. And I'm going to tell you right now, both of them are kind of in a spot of indecision. Could we rally up to this flat level of resistance, maybe bounce off that 20 daily SMA? We we could, but that would be a bearish sign. It's actually probably a good thing that we're kind of hovering right here in the middle. However, we're sitting in no man's land. Look at the TD sequential. We have a, you know, we call this a red or a bearish four because the color is green. When we hit a nine, that tends to tell us we need to go down to the downside, but that's kind of sitting right there in no man's land. A four, a three, a four, those are not really significant. We're also kind of sitting in no man's land on Bollinger Bands. Unfortunately, we're on the bottom side of it. So this is something, again, I want to see it play out, but I'm tempted to believe that there's a couple things happening and the coincidence between this cross, this line, this line, and where that 20 SMA is headed, I'm just going to say it right now, that is not the most bullish thing technical -wise, technically wise uh, for Bitcoin, but let's see how that plays out. Let's go look at uh, our Lux Algo on the daily chart and see if it's telling us anything. I'm pretty sure it's not, but I want to just make sure. Yeah, we're still in a strong close. The good news is that we do have some purple candles. Purple candles a lot of times represent some uncertainty or indecision in the market. Are these going to continue back down to the red? Are they going to flash green? Are we going to see a potential? Uh, you know, if we can break over these two resistance lines, potentially our trend catcher will turn green and we'll be able to go to the upside. However, that's not what we're seeing at the moment. So therefore, this is definitely from what I'm seeing on the daily chart, kind of a no trade zone. I'm not necessarily saying that you sell here, but I also do not think this is a great place to buy due to those two levels slash, I mean, if you look at this one, three levels of resistance that we're looking at that we need to overcome for if you also count the Bollinger Bands. Now, I want to go down to the four hourly chart. We're going to get a little bit more uh, information about what's happening. Not necessarily all of what I want. Again, on the four chart, I'm still struggling to see a whole heck of a lot of significance happening on the RSI. Why do I say that? Because we keep creating flat tops here. We're also creating flat tops there. We're creating flat bottoms, flat bottoms. The RSI and the price are actually moving kind of closely right now. The MACD is about to cross bullish. However, as we just talked about with those resistance lines, they're still there. There's still things that I want to monitor. The market's not really showing us strength either way. I actually see this as kind of saying we're in a season, and this kind of makes sense based off of all the news coming in, that we're really not sure who's in charge, the bulls or the bears. There's a lot of reason to be bullish, but there's also a lot of reasons to be bearish. And I do believe the technicals are one of the reasons to be bearish, not long-term, 
simply short term. Uh, that was a lot that I wanted to cover there. Uh, let's look at our Bollinger Bands TV sequential real quick, and then I'm going to throw it to Kelly get his thoughts before I show you why I potentially think, not only due to these resistance levels we're going to go back down, but something we have seen within the last 12 months is a sign that potentially we might repeat it, and in the long run, it's going to be very bullish. But looking real quick at our Bollinger Bands TD sequential, the Bollinger Bands are definitely more restricted. We just flipped, but this is this flip on TD sequential, we only got to a red four before turning green. This is another sign to me of potentially saying that we're in an indecision moment. Look at that top of the Bollinger Bands right in line with those two resistance zones. This confirms even more my suspicion that most likely we should not be overly bullish right now. A reversal is probably coming. But Kelly, I want to hear what you think and if there's anything you're seeing on your chart that I missed. Oh, did we lose Kelly? I can't. Oh. I can't hear you, Kelly. I'm sorry about that. I, my thing was muted. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, like, uh, so here we are. I'm looking at the monthly. Uh, we're closing out uh, February. And I uh, just wanted to point out here, uh, we are actually holding on the, this is Bollinger Bands, but this this orange line here that is part of Bollinger Bands is a 20 SMA. And here on the monthly, we're finding perfect support right on this, which hopefully could uh, uh, point to a bullish narrative if if we're able to hold this uh, and close here. Also, if we close about where we're at, especially above uh, about 38,200 uh, 38, or so uh, today, that will also mean that we will close this uh, month very slightly in the green. And all, it's almost basically, I would call this a spinning top, even though it's a little lopsided, but it is, uh, that t tends to send uh, to signal uh, sort of a shift in momentum from being downside to being a little bit undecided on that downside momentum. So we could be coming back up. Uh, now I wanted to actually uh, go here to this crazy chart. I actually posted this on Twitter the other day. Let me go back to the daily uh, here. Go like that. Uh, so looking at this, these are this. There's a lot of different supports uh, that you that you had mentioned also, uh, Tim. Uh, and when we're looking here, we basically rejected right here off this. And I, you know, I, I even tagged this out that if we get a rejection here, uh, it's very likely that we could come back and test this. Uh, this is a very confluent level of support below us, uh, which would also even even with this retest that we have before, even if we retest it again, we're still we're still setting up a higher high here, not only from this trend but also from uh, this. 29k low, uh, which would be a very bullish narrative if we continue if we continue to hold this support above this. If we were to break down below that, then uh, I kind of call this a final support uh, of the macro bull uh, right here because this is I think that uh, this is confluent in this area with the 55 week moving average, mm -hmm. uh, and then down here this is a Bitcoin realized price. This is if we this is what I would think is our our probably closer to our ultimate floor if we did break down. But I honestly think that uh, I don't want to say the tides are starting to shift, but that uh, there's there's a loss in this bullish momentum while we're also still having a lot of other bullish uh, uh, parts of the narrative to coming coming through. <laughs> Excuse me. The other thing I wanted to show is this, this chart here I shared on my Twitter the other day. And this is this chart right here is actually uh, the U.S. dollar index. And as we've showed before, uh, Basically, anytime the, the dollar is weakening, Bitcoin is very confluent with Bitcoin uh, having upside action. And these are right here. Look at this. This rejection here was the start of the 2017 bull run. This was the start of the, bull, the large bull run we had in 2020 yeah. you know, coming down. And here we are again. We're testing this resistance. Uh, and not only that, we're testing the resistance on the RSI. Perfect confluence here. If this were, if the dollar were to get rejected here and come down, that you know is obviously not directly 100%, uh, meaning that Bitcoin is going to go up, but it does give uh, sort of correlative positive inference about where Bitcoin. It would strengthen the the case for Bitcoin moving higher. Yeah. Uh, and the, the only other thing I wanted to share here uh, that is uh, bullish that goes along with what you were saying, uh, not only in terms of the Bitcoin price, but, uh, you know, the non-zero addresses is just going absolutely up and to the right, even with this sort of sideways year-long consolidation between 30 and 60K. Uh, and this obviously could be somewhat 
heavily influenced by what was going on in Canada, as well as uh, the UK, uh, sorry, not UK, the Russian Ukrainian conflict. Uh, you know, and not only that, it's not just non zero addresses going up, but also the number of addresses holding accumulating up to uh, a minimum of one Bitcoin is skyrocketing through this right here. So there's a lot of things that are, you know, sort of on the back burner, yeah. uh, in addition to even something like eBay, which some people we joked about it. Do people even use eBay anymore? Well, they, they may be adding crypto payment options soon. And I looked up the metric before we hopped on, uh, before we hopped on stream and they still have over a hundred, like 170 or 180 million active users. So there's a lot of things, uh, a lot of things in the charts right now, uh, in terms of all the correlated things from where the price action charts are showing on TA, as well as addresses, as well as still major adoption going on. So yeah. is there still some uncertainty? Sure. But yeah. uh, that, that, that's what I'm seeing. Well, I think, you know, when you look at this whole market as a whole, you know, there there is a lot, a lot, a lot of things to go into what you predict is going to happen. Uh, and that's something we're going to talk about here in just a little bit of what this next March, oh, this next March, what this coming March starting tomorrow is going to look like. Uh, speaking of, tomorrow is Taylor's birthday. So shout out to my wife, Taylor. Happy birthday. Make sure tomorrow you guys just shower her in uh, birthday love. But uh, as far as what the price is going to do next, uh, there's a lot of news and a lot of fundamentals that are going into reasons why our team continues to long, long-term stay bullish, even if short-term metrics and short-term technicals send us down. What I want to talk about right now, and someone asked in chat, so I'm going to show you guys volume-wise, there's not a lot of significance happening here. This was this heavy volume that happened uh, in light of when we heard that uh, Russia had in, uh, officially invaded Ukraine. It sent a lot of cash on the market, originally bullish or bearish pressure, but then the bulls answered right back. But the volume has slowed down again. Uh, this to me is showing the sign of the market is not ready to go through. So this is another reason why I think this level of resistance, especially the flat level, is probably a realistic level to expect a reversal off of. Again, right there around $40,000. Now let's look at why I think that this downtrend is potentially very important. When I say downtrend, I mean this downtrend of resistance. I want to go out to the daily chart and scroll back to earlier in or summer of 2021. You guys just see I have a line sitting right here, the same line, uh, resistance. We came down and we continued to test this level. We broke through, giving us a lot of hope that potentially this bearish movement was over. However, we quickly fell back below it and struggled to get back above until we had this spring. I potentially think that something similar is going to happen with this current movement. I believe that similar to the summer of 2021, we're going to see the price actually continue to be manipulated down into a peak. And I believe as we've been talking about this whole time, I, I still think there is a price. And I think that if you were to put a buy spot at $33,000, potentially even lower, but the reason I say 33 is because the price wouldn't necessarily have to go lower. I do believe that the price is going to hit that level again. I think we're going to see a similar thing play out where as the whales and as the institutions want to grab, gobble up as much as possible, they're going to take advantage of the chaos happening right now in Europe. They're going to take advantage of the fact that there's a lot of uncertainty in the market, despite the fact that metrics, news, and fundamentals metals are showing us institutions and even now more retail investors want to get their hands on Bitcoin. They want to get their hands away from fiat currencies and centralized monies and get them into decentralized systems. But the but because of the chaos, because of the unknown, they know the price can be manipulated. Watch us kind of move against these two levels right here and bounce before we finally break, have a spring, shake out a lot of weak hands, and then we go to the upside, which is what we've been waiting on. But but I, I, I hate to be the bearer of semi-bad news. There is a chance that March is not going to be a bullish month. There's a chance it's going to be very boring into the side month again. And that's the last thing anyone wants to hear because we have been struggling now, not just sideways, but to the downside ever since November. People have been asking Tim, Jeb, Kelly, Smay, when is this going to end? And unfortunately, it might not be now. Now, Anything could break at any moment. Things could happen. The price could go there. But after looking at technicals, after analyzing news, and after analyzing all these metrics, 
there's a good, good chance that Bitcoin will move sideways and to the downside. It will continue to get squeezed, but that squeeze will produce that daily bullish RSI divergence we've been looking for, wanting, and it'll allow the right hands to get on Bitcoin with the right supply. Uh, supply will cover over demand and the price will go up. Before we close out this segment, Smay, I want to hear what you think, even though that you're not a technical analyst and you don't look at the charts for all of your opinions. What do you think off the end? Uh, what do you think based off the analysis that we just did and what you're seeing in sentiment about what you think March is going to look like? Um, yeah, interesting question. Interesting question. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like I said, I kind of hinted at it earlier, but uh, it's just it's so uncertain right now. And I really think this month is going to be exactly what Tim described being probably another we're moving sideways and we're just kind of, uh, you know, maintaining where we're at. Um, now, there's certain developments in this conflict uh, that might lead to some bullishness potentially if they're they able to figure out some good negotiations or something. But in the meantime, uh, while that, that's still up in the air, I think you're not going to see any institutions. You're not going to see much retail and you're not going to see m many people uh, making any Bitcoin moves right now. And I think that's just because people are still um, uncertain about even the role of Bitcoin. Because uh, mm. I think if, if everyone was, if everyone believed what the enthusiasts believed, saying that Bitcoin is uh, this great, amazing decentralized currency that's going to change the world, uh, then you would see a lot more people buying Bitcoin and they wouldn't really care. The problem is a lot of people, a lot of people just see it as an investment, as yeah. just a hedge against inflation. And in that, there's going to be a lot of people are saying, I'd rather have my cash right now because I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. So I, I think hey, ultimately there well, it is. Yeah, we, like I told you guys, we're going to be moving on because it is 9.55, which means it is time to go into our first intermission. We only have one super chat. Uh, so Smay, while I'm reading that super chat and, and then Kelly and I will discuss, can you look to see if there's any chat that we want to answer or if people want to put up a super chat? We'll, we have five minutes. We're going to answer questions before we dive back into headlines and further discuss price action this um, coming March. Yeah, somebody said, uh, uh, Shane Hansen said turtle market. I agree. Yeah, more turtle market. We thought it was done, but it's not. No, this is a, just another turtle. It's another, another turtle to the turtle. market. Yeah. What happened to the turtle? Uh, he got, he's a, he's one of those pancake shell tortoises, actually. Oh, okay, you, good. Yeah. I was worried he got hit by a car. Look him up. That's a real uh, animal. Uh, animal. The coin father I said, I wanted, okay, <laughs> let's get the question. Then I'll throw it back to you, Kelly. Uh, the coin father said, good morning from mad town Wisconsin. Okay, cool. I'm hoping that's Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Wisconsin. Uh, buy the freaking dip. Hoddle on. We'll watch the rest later. Pray for all. War affects everyone in some way. Keep up yeah. the great work, guys. That's absolutely true. The coin father. Uh, yeah, there's so much there. Um, any other good things in chat? Did anything come in while I was reading that? I, you know, I have no idea. Um, no. Someone asked, is CT2A Academy just for day trading? Absolutely not. Uh, the yeah. truth is, I don't do any day trading. I, I, I mean, I'll do some trading here and there. I'd probably do a trade at least three or four times a month. However, uh, no matter what you're doing, whether you're just a hodler, whether even if you're just a DCA or knowing how to read the charts is never a bad thing. So uh, trading for sure will be benefited by knowing technical analysis, but even wise trading points, knowing when to buy in and when to sell and take profit, uh, you got to know how to read the charts along with analyzing new. That's what's also really cool about it. By no means does CT2A negate the fact to pay attention to the news and pay attention to fundamentals. It just helps you look at the charts and when you're able to look at the news the fundamentals and then watch how the chart responds to them is when you will put yourself in the best spot to be making wise investments that's something super intelligent I, you know i heard from somebody the other day you know it's not that i didn't know that but he just articulated very well he said it's not that news is not important and it's not the charts aren't important it's when you look at news and watch how the charts respond that you get the clearest picture of what's happening in that market so that is why you know if you are considering if you're on the fence about technical analysis, heavily, heavily look into it. Uh, no matter what, whether you use CT2A or not, I heavily encourage you to use so because it is the best program out there. Uh, but if you find something else, learn how to read the charts because it's going to uh, it's gonna add to your ability to invest properly, not just trade. Uh, that's a good question, though. Um, uh, someone said, uh, Roberto D said, TD Sequential, how to find it? You know, it's been a little minute since I... Uh, you can go to my chart. It's been a little minute since I had to deal with TD Sequential. You know, let me delete it and I'll, I'll, I'll figure out. You guys will watch me figure it out. So just got rid of my TD Sequential. The first thing about TD Sequential I know is it's not a very common one. So I have it in my favorites. Uh, the name of it is just TD Sequential. But I don't think if you go to your charts and just look up TD Sequential, it's going to come in. Uh, it, it will for mine because I have it as a favorite. But I think that you actually have to go to uh, not invite only scripts. 
Dude, man. Do you, Kelly, do you remember do you remember when you first found TD Sequential where you found it? Was it in community scripts? I just uh yeah, I just searched for it. Uh I don't I know that there's a sometimes it, if you're just looking at technicals, sometimes it's hard to find. Uh, but again, it's not going to show you because well, I it's the one mind. you use. Look, it looks like it's made by Glass. It's made by Glass two three eight zero one. I don't know how. Hopefully, that answers your question. Again, it's been a little minute since I had to go look for TD Sequential, but that's a great question. Speaking of CD2A, on CD2A, he actually answers that question. He actually shows you guys every single every single indicator that we use. He shows how to go and find it from its source. So, yep. not a not a bad. Uh, Part of it. Let's go look and see if there's anything else going on. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you I was going off my screen. So yeah, you go off my Uber. screen there for a second. You're like, uh, we got me. one minute left. So one question. Anything? In uh, chat well, I wanted to add too about the whole idea about March being sideways. I think everybody, we know it's it's been looming in our minds, but we all need to remember that uh, regardless of what the price action does right now, even if we go up a little bit from here, I think everything is going to be a little bit uh, held down and you know with this indecision until at least mid March because of the decision that uh, around uh, the Fed raising interest rates, what that's going to be. So there's a little indecision, even if it goes up or if it goes down or if it stays the same uh, until that happens, it, it's kind of, it, it, it'll be somewhat of a damper on the markets. Uh, yeah. And even if it, even if it goes way up until that indecision about, or the uh, confusion about what it is going to be, you know, that fear about what might happen always is a little bit more of a damper than what will happen. So as soon yeah. as that sort of happens in mid-March, yeah. uh, I think, uh, I think we can see an explosive end of March. Uh, if, it, if it's not above where everybody's predicting. All right. Well, uh, it is, it is, well, it is 10 o'clock. It's time to move uh, to our next transition. Just want to make sure everyone knows though, uh, Mike Markle, first of all, I saw your super chat. We will answer that here in 15 minutes because our show is a little short today. It is an hour long. We are, to the second on everything we're doing here. Jeb had a family emergency today. Again, pray for him, although just be confident it's not anything so serious that he shouldn't be back tomorrow. It's just a lot of stuff happening. He had to take the day to deal with it. Um, so love for Jeb, pray for him. Uh, but Kelly, let's go ahead and jump into headlines. And again, just I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for everybody. Most headlines right now in crypto are still reverting around the Russia-Ukraine conflict. We're going to discuss that here a little bit because, again, it's what's really big. But there are some other headlines that are really important, Kelly, that I want you to run us through. All righty, let's do it. So I am bringing it up right now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so sorry, I just I have a new setup, so it took me a sec. Uh, so uh, finally, I, you know, I don't want to say finally, but it was nice to see at least that there's potentially some positive movement in terms of the Ukraine, uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict. Uh, they have started uh, uh, some negotiations in, in, on the Belarusian border uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, so, and this also comes on the heels of the U.S. imposing a lot more uh, sanctions uh, on, on Russia. So all we can do right now is, is wait to see what develops out of that. It's, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not too, uh, I'm not hopeful or or skeptical. About, I'm trying to keep a completely open mind uh, and let this story play out as 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 it does because there's no telling, especially with some of the decisions Putin's been making. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we'll, we'll see how this. We'll, we'll have to keep a close eye on this. Yeah. Uh, the next uh, story is uh, this is directly related to that as well. Crypto exchanges consider uh, Ukraine's call to freeze uh, Russians' Bitcoin, and this brings up a very important distinction about uh, it's it's almost like the same idea of free speech. You know, everybody really, really would love the idea of free speech for them to be able to say what they want. But the second they hear somebody say something they don't like, we want to censor them for some reason. And Russia, uh, sorry, Bitcoin, uh, you know, one of the reasons Bitcoin was created was for each individual to have uh, financial sovereignty and not have other, uh, whether it be uh, governments or uh, institute, whatever, any outside forces outside of yourself affect your ability to hold and trade it. Right. Mm -hmm. So and Binance response here. And this is not saying uh, support for one side or another. Bitcoin is completely agnostic to all those things. Uh, and this, you know, right here says it clearly. It says we're not going to unilaterally freeze millions of innocent users accounts. Uh, cryptos, crypto is meant to provide great, uh, greater financial freedom for people across the globe. And this is also, you know, we have to realize, you know, because Putin's make, uh, basically pushing for this conflict, there's also, you know, thousands and thousands of Russians, Russians that have been protesting this conflict. So we can't just lump every, every single Russian in with uh, the actions of what Putin is doing. So, uh, and we don't want to affect them negatively by limiting their ability to have financial sovereignty as well. So it's very, this is actually a very positive thing and it's basically yeah. shining a light on how impactful
chock full Bitcoin is. You know, Kelly, uh, and then, before we, before we move on, on, you know, Timothy Fields in chat said, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a better way to you know, put it. He said, if they freeze the Bitcoin, that defeats the purpose and the creation of Bitcoin. You know, someone said the other day, the, the beauty of Bitcoin is it's neither good nor evil. It just is. Uh, and, and so the, the bad side of that is Bitcoin for sure. You know, anyone who thinks that Bitcoin can't be used for evil, it absolutely can. But we are big believers here at this channel. We have the worldview that no matter what, in the end, good will always overcome the evil. And I do believe if we rally a community of good for Bitcoin, despite the fact that it can be used for evil, despite the fact that it can be used for things that are not uh, good at all, the good can overcome the bad. And and so it's one of those things, as you guys are thinking through it, anyone who might have an opinion there, we do have to, we actually have to, to abide by the fact that Bitcoin just is. It doesn't choose sides. And that's actually the beauty of it. So no matter what we think, uh, we, our job as investors and as, you know, it's not just us. We're here as a channel. We are influencers. We talk about it daily, but you guys do as well. We would not be the YouTube channel we are if it wasn't for you in the community. So to continue to push and influence people to use crypto and Bitcoin and others for the good is our mission. That's what we need to do. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's a hard one, especially in light of what we're seeing, but it's, it's one of those things I agree, Timothy, 100%. Great name, first of all, that uh, if we if we did start censoring people, if we did start blocking that down, it would defeat the whole purpose of what we could do for good. So, yeah, Kelly, you can go to Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, the next one I want to bring up actually isn't about Bitcoin. It's uh, about uh, Cardano actually flipped Ether and XRP in transaction volume uh, as on-chain activity surges. Uh, so th- this, I mean, Cardano obviously has been making huge, huge strides, uh, you know, since they've got their Plutus application back end all basically uh, up and running fully, fully, fully going. And they're also, you know, they have their Hydra update coming out here uh, and uh, fairly soon, which is going to help increase the scalability. But there's a lot of development on the DeFi side of uh, the smart contracts. Their DEXs are now running and getting updated. And uh, so this is really huge. And this is just supporting the whole, uh, you know, thought pattern about one of the reasons why, you know, all of us here at the channel are so bullish on Cardano into the next five years because there's so much that they're doing. Yeah. And this is also, you know, this is also in confluence with what we were showing about, you know, uh, crypto payments coming to eBay, uh, these wallet addresses going up, whales accumulating. Uh, there, There is bullishness happening uh, behind all this darkness that's happening geopolitically. Uh, but, you know, one of the, uh, I don't want to call it a benefit, but one, one of the positive things that is coming out of this is, and this is kind of, you know, I'd like to throw that question to you tim and smay about you know with it within every darkness you know there's there's a, there is some positive to come from 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 those dark things dark times and yeah. uh unfortunately in this case uh but for crypto very fortunate that it's starting to really sh- highlight the importance of these decentralized platforms and the power of having uh you know a, a financial utility that's not governed and controlled or regulatable in terms of censorship and and all these sorts of things so i'm just curious tim what your thoughts are uh in regards to all these things happening geo politically and what's going on with uh with crypto like what, what do you where do you see this going in the next uh you know short period of time through all these conflicts and what's happening with the uh, bitcoin and crypto yeah no that's a that's a, a complicated answer uh, you know it, as i just kind of mentioned you, you you have to take the bad with the good and you have to let things play out the way they need to play out uh, you know i i fully understand anyone who throughout history I think most human beings who took control from other people, most human beings or situations that sought to centralize decision-making, finances, everything, there are definitely a handful of ones that were evil. But I I actually do believe there was a handful of ones that were meant for good. The problem is, is that when you start to take power away from people, when you start to let one human or one entity make decisions, it's only a matter of time before corruption and evilness takes over. Centralization will almost always, with one exception, almost always 
end up becoming evil. The beauty of Bitcoin, the beauty of crypto and the decentralization of it is that, yes, there's going to be bumps and bruises. Yes, there's going to be this transition and struggle as we begin to take power away from the centralized systems. There's going to be pain. Any revolution has, that has ever happened in this world did not come with pain. However, the outcome is good. And then people need to realize I need to struggle through the pain. I need to go through this and be a part of this revolution if we hope to leave something better for our future generations. Uh, you know, back in the 80s, I believe, um, what was his name? Uh, uh, Hyatt. Uh, do you remember his name, Smay? The the uh, ec- economist. Gosh, why am I blanking his name? But anyway, he, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find his name here in just a second. But he was talking about having no idea what crypto was, talking about the financial situation in the world. Obviously, in the 80s, we're, we had been off the gold standard for a long time. However, I guess technically speaking, the United States wasn't officially off it yet, but everyone knew the, wall, the writing was on the wall. He talked about when asked, how do you get rid of or how do we deal with this centralization of money? How do we deal with this power? He said the only way to refute this is to, in some sly about way, Go and take the power back from those who took it from us, not in a violent way, but in a sly roundabout way. We must somehow come back to a sound form of money. What is Bitcoin? It is a very sly roundabout way to take power back away from the centralized systems. And guess what? As long as you keep thinking about Bitcoin in light of your US dollars, as long as you look at your account, your exchange, whether you're on Coinbase, whether you have a cold wallet, anything, and you're looking at the US dollar amount, you will always make decisions based off of pain. You will always say, I've lost too much or I'm not making enough, I'm out. But if you see the future, if you understand what the purpose of, if you understand the whole thing is despite the pain, if you can bear through it and hodl through it, we are creating a better world. And you start looking at the amount of Bitcoin or the amount of Ethereum or the amount of Cardano or whatever you're invested in, that's when you will be able to bear the weight and be able to actually be a part of solving the system rather than adding to it. So that's the beauty of Bitcoin is, guess what, right now, there's a pain. We, we were at 69,000, we're now down in the 30s. That's painful. A lot of people are heavily in the red. The question is, can we deal with the, with the pain? Revolutions have pain, but those who can withstand it and stand tall together that's when we'll actually have a successful revolution and we will take the power back away from the centralized systems and now make them obey us rather than us living in a system where we must obey everything they do. Uh, Smay, what's your, what's your thought on all of that? Um, I just think that, I, I mean, and I was going to say this, um, I, I just think ultimately right now, even with like what you're talking about, the interest rates and all that stuff, Kelly, I, it's just right now people are scared I, and there's no other way to put it. People are worried. Okay, Uh, and so that that leads to uh, people not wanting to do things to set themselves up for their futures because, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Now, to be honest with you, guys, I I have faith that everything's going to turn out great. Um, And so the thing is, I can sit here and say I believe in Bitcoin and I'm going to I'm going to continue to dollar cost average in and all this stuff. But like to assume that everyone is thinking like me, it would be would be uh, foolish. You have to understand that there is a lot of people that are 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 uncertain right now, and they're not treating Bitcoin like this revolutionary new uh, technology yeah. that's going to save a lot of people. It's true. So ultimately, guys, this is where you just you know can you make trades right now? Sure. Should you? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you should just hold on tight and be patient for a little while and see what happens and see this this next little bit play out. Um, you know, it, it, as this this continues to escalate, now we have to wait and see what's going to happen with these negotiations. Is this actually even a positive development? Um, we have to see what happens here before we can start to uh, make these very much confident uh, uh, statements for what we think the future is going to look like. Um, but ultimately I am still, I'm still bullish. I'm still buying Bitcoin. I think people are going to eventually realize the fact yeah. that it's a powerful tool. I think people are already starting to realize that. And like you said, it's moments like this that makes that more clear. Um, so <sighs> yeah, you no, know, I, I wanted to read the quote by Frederick Hayek for anyone. There's probably a lot of you guys that have heard this quote. So when the minute I started talking about it, you knew exactly what I was talking about. It. I, I found it in the book, uh, The Bitcoin Standard. So if you guys are asking what book should I be reading, uh, that should be close to the top of your list. I'm not going to say it's number one, but it should be close. But Frederick Hayek said, I don't believe we shall ever have a good money again before we take the thing out of the hands of the government. All we can do is by some sly roundabout way, introduce something that can't stop. 
guys, what I mean, I, if 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 there isn't anything better, if there's not a better way to describe and define what Bitcoin is doing and was made for, Frederick Hayek, who never even lived, he didn't live long enough to see it come to fruition, pinpointed it perfectly. That's what Bitcoin is. Uh, Kelly, we have a couple more minutes here. Is there anything you want to say as we talk, you know, through all of this about this situation before we move on to another intermission? I mean, I just want to impress upon everybody that uh, anybody that was that's been around through the the bear market of 2018 or those uh, lucky enough or smart enough foresight to have been in from, you know, since 2013 and gone through, uh, uh, you know, multiple bear markets, especially for people that are very new. If you haven't gone through any bear market yet, then just, I mean, at the end of the day, you really just want to allow yourself the patience uh, to, if you're down, you really are only losing if you sell in the red. And if you look at the chart, if you zoom out, if you feel like it's super volatile, take it off a, a small time frame chart, look at a larger time frame. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 just a macro uptrend that's having small corrections along the way. And so just, just I want to just impress upon people just to be patient and, and uh, you know, DCA in and uh, trust the resistances and supports. And if some, if it goes below that, it's okay. You know, I've made, I've made some uh, purchases uh, and, you know, I felt like my dad and I joke about it, you know, early on, every single time I bought something, uh, I, fe- I felt like it was a great signal uh, to sell because early on, every time I bought, I felt like the price went the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. But then when I stopped being so particular about it and just let the charts play out, it always ended up to the upside. So just be patient. Uh, it's one of the best investments of your life. And I, I'm, I'm proud of everybody for being here and tuning in to our show. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're, you're on the right side of history, I think. Yeah. And, you know, even as we transition into our super chats, I just want to continue on what, what Kelly was saying there is guys, if you're watching this show right now, we actually discussed this as a team this morning. We, we probably, I mean, I think we catch a couple people that are brand new to crypto, but as a whole, most people that watch this channel are actually people who are not only currently invested, but they're looking how to get uh, wiser. Jeb says this all the time. What is the number one investment you can make in yourself? It's not Bitcoin. It's not Ethereum. It's not Cardano. It's your education. And that's what we're all about here at this channel is we don't want to teach people what to think. We want to teach people how to think. We want to see people create financial sovereignty over their lives, which means your money, your decisions no longer have control over you. You have control over your money and your decisions. That's what financial sovereignty is. We've said it before. If you're a billionaire, but you're constantly in anxiety and worried about your money situation, your eyes are just glued to what's happening. That is not financial sovereignty. We want to educate and create people an ability to work for themselves, to do for themselves, to watch the markets, to know for themselves when's the right time to get in, when's the right time to get out, take the anxiety out of it and have that financial sovereignty control over their finances so that they can do everything that they were made to do on this world. That's one of the biggest tragedies in existence is people who no longer follow what they were made to do. They take the easy job to get the house and the picket fence and they give up all of their dreams and everything that they felt their purpose to do when they were young. If there's anything that we can do is to help stop that and actually allow people to live out the lives they were made to. Let's go to Super Chats. Uh, and we have a couple now that we can answer. Uh, Mike Markle, I told you we would read yours first though. He said, how do you guys, how do you gentlemen feel about Cody? I've been taking a look and I'm curious for your thoughts, love and respect from Ohio. Shout out to Ohio. Matt Mark, Mike Markle, uh, you know, we, you're one of our favorites. We love you. Uh, Kelly, I'm going to let you answer that one because I'm Cody is not one that I'm invested in, nor have I done a heck of a lot of research in it. Have you done any looking into Cody? I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that is directly in line with what we were talking about regarding Cardano ecosystem. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a great investment for a long term. I'm not sure if it's going to have, uh, it's not going to have, like, there's no way to know if it's just going to be one of those, you know, giant pumps and come back down. I actually think it's going to be a slow burn uh, with nice pumps along the way, but I, I think it's going to be very, very uh, important part of the Cardano ecosystem, uh, you know, in terms of it, its uh, payment capabilities. And uh, it's, it's a solid coin. It's definitely yeah. one I have on my must watch list in my uh, I have a I have a list of coins uh, of about fifteen coins that, uh, and that that one's near the top of of coins that I'm following very heavily. Gotcha. We have another one from Sebastian Lacona. Lacona. I'm sorry, Sebastian. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that last name right. Uh, he's I'm the actual winner of the Huddle Trophy. It was thanks to what I've learned from you, best TA channel. My next move is getting CT2A. Yeah, Sebastian. I'm interested. Tag me in it or tag Smay or somebody. Let us know what you had predicted. We'll trust you. 
Uh, but yeah, no, I had last week, last week, uh, you know, I will say the last couple of weeks, the winners, which have been me and Kelly, have been pretty darn close with our predictions. Uh, last week was a week where we were not. Um, this, but Sebastian, I'd love to hear what you predicted. Shout out to you. If you're learning from us, again, that's another thing that we're really big on is we don't feel that we are the end-all be-all. Even CT2A. CT2A is not trying to teach you just to think like Jeb. It's just teaching you what technical analysis is. Just so you know my story of how I learned, it was through CT2A. If you guys go back, any of you who have been watching for a long time know this, but if you don't know, go back and watch some shows from early last year where uh, I was doing my best to learn, trying to give as many opinions as I could to bounce off of Jeb. That's the reason I was on the show is to give Jeb something to feed back and forth with. Uh, but it was horrible. It was terrible. But I, I watched CT2A. I learned. I asked Jeb some questions. But there are days now, and, and Again, this is to be expected because no one can know everything at all times. But there are days where, where I'm like, hey, Jeb, did you see this on the chart? She's like, what do you mean? And I show him. He's like, oh, wow. No, that's, I didn't see that. And I'm like, well, you know who taught me that? You. You taught me that on CD2A. So that's what's so cool about CD2A is it's not teaching you what to think again. It's just technical analysis and then teaching you how to go look and read for yourself. So if anyone ever disagrees with us. That is awesome. That's what we encourage, especially if we're missing something because that part of technical analysis isn't fresh on our brain. Uh, last one I see here, unless something came in while I wasn't looking, uh, Raymond Svodba. Svodbada. I don't know. A for effort, I would say, but I don't know if that's right. Um, are bullish technicals devalued in a bear market? Is it fair to say that your trading strategy changes when you long or short in a bear market? So, you know, Kelly, I, you know, I have my some, some thoughts on that, but you definitely are more of the resident trader. Uh, even though I've done some, you probably know more than me. Is it fair to say that your tra trading strategy changes when you long or short in a bear market? Absolutely. When you're in a bear market, uh, bullish metrics will help you. If you're actively trading, uh, you're going to be buying as, as the price, you know, basically has large dips and you're going to be, if you're trading, not, I don't mean long-term investing, you will be selling when you, when the, when the price rises back up to, uh, resistances as it goes down, when you're in an ultra bull, uh, bull market, uh, you're going to be buying at supports and, Depending on your trade strategy, if you're very aggressive, you'll be uh, you'll be basically setting your pattern target pattern like pattern breakout targets for where you're going to sell, whether it be that in confluence with Fibonacci extensions or uh, you know trading patterns as well. But right now, this is one of the reasons like we've kind of said it's somewhat of a no trade zone because we're still undefined. We're not really in an uptrend yet. We're still we're still in a downtrend, but we're starting to form uh, new higher highs. And even right now, Bitcoin's ripping quite nicely. We're uh, hopefully we'll break past exactly where we're at because it's it's pressing up right against the resistance level. That is a very large resistance uh, in terms of if we break through this and we might be setting a new local hmm. uh, local higher high very soon. So, yeah, uh, you, you just need to be patient and follow your support and resistances when you're when you're trading out of a, a, a bear market, which we currently still are in. All right, well, we're going to transition. In, in a, bear, in a bear, bearish midterm, that's gotcha. what I mean. Well, we're going to transition now into a new segment, and we do this from time to time, but now it's scheduled. Just so you guys know, every single day at 1020, we're going to spend about five minutes just as a team, just kicking back, asking some fun questions. This is where we'll do our price prediction, both our predictions and then the winners of them. But we're going to, we're going to play some games uh, every day for about five minutes just to you know kind of kick back with you guys. want to see you guys interact with chat, give your answers to these questions. Today, i got five questions for the team to discuss. And we're gonna be brief with them. Uh, the first question, and I've been wondering this now for a little while, uh, is ketchup just uh, tomato jelly? You know, that's uh, people trying to make it out to be something else. But at the end of the day, really, is it any different than just tomato jelly? I want to hear what you guys think about that, Smay and Kelly, and then I want to see in chat what you guys think. Um, uh, Kelly, why don't you go first? You're muted. You're muted. I never in my life. I, I hated ketchup my whole life until I was living in Thailand. And I don't know why in Thailand I started liking it, but uh, I did. Maybe a different country gave me open mind to try new things. But yeah, I, I yeah. only only recently in the last five years started liking to, to so you're, ketchup. But you're not, a, tomato you're not really jelly? an expert. Well, what's that? You're not really a ketchup expert is what you're saying. No, but I, but I, I, do, I, do, I do appreciate it now. Okay. <laughs> I have a question. In order to make my answer. Yeah. And because I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Do you have to cook 
ketchup when you're making it? I have no idea, actually. Can somebody in the chat answer that? Because here's my stipulation. Someone, someone, D-Man just did say it's it's tomato jam, not jelly. So what's the definition between jam and jelly? Um, I don't know, I don't but know. here's my understanding of jam and jelly. Because I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm maybe I'm just a a, a goober American, but I I see them as the same thing. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think that jam and jelly is something that is cooked. You have to cook it down. I think if ketchup is not cooked, Alan Carey just said it. You do have to cook it. Okay, then I think it is. It is a, it is a jelly. Of, okay, but well, I would actually say you know, it's more so of like a puree. It's more of a sauce. Well, let's keep moving on because we have some other yeah. questions. Other right. questions that need to be answered. Uh, how many times has Smay flip from a coiner to a no coiner? And we know the answer to this one, but I want to see what Chad has to say about it. Uh, yeah, Kelly, do you know? Uh, did he tell you the answer to this question? I don't. Think the answer so. might surprise you. We're just you know. Give people five, uh, four, one, three, two times. Two, two one. times. Smay, how many times have you flipped? Hold on, hold on. The chat hasn't even said anything yet. Well, they will. It will. It'll, it'll catch up. It'll catch up. We're uh, we are, we're ahead of you guys. So we, we see mm. the comments from like thirty mm. seconds ago. Mm. Mm. I I will say that it is a. I have only ever been a, well, counting before I discovered Bitcoin. I've been in no no corner twice. Yeah. But. I've only ever like dumped my Bitcoin, all, like all my crypto once. Yeah, uh, that was one time, and it was very early in my crypto career, so I didn't have a lot of it to dump in the first place. Only one time. So only one time. It feels like more. I feel like there's been several times on the show you said it, but I guess it's only one. No, I've never. No, okay. I, I'm, I'm not. No. So. All right. Well, last question that we have here because we are running out of time. One more minute. Uh, does Tim own a button-up shirt? That's that's a that's a good question, uh, and I'll wait to answer it. Uh, what do you guys think? Yes, you think yes? I think you must own it, but it's probably not very uh, never worn. It's probably it. not used very regularly. <laughs> no, I mean he's never worn it except I think. So you think that I have a button-up shirt that I've time, never worn? I think the only time you've ever worn a nice shirt was for your wedding. Okay, wait, wait. So that's the other question. So I will go ahead and admit I have a button-up shirt. When did I wear it? When was the your last wedding. time I wore a button-up shirt? Wedding? Yeah. What do you think, Kelly? Uh, yeah, wedding. Wedding? A friend's wedding. No, a his friend's wedding. wedding. No, his wedding. Ooh, interesting. So it's definitely a wedding yeah, is but what he, you guys are saying. No. He could, he, he could have gone to a friend's wedding no. between now and when he had his. No, he's the type of guy that shows up at a friend's wedding in the same outfit. <laughs> sweatshirt yeah I, I mean i would depending on the wedding that's the thing about social pressure is you want to just live your own life and the society just tells you what you do and what you have to and what you have not to do uh you guys know me pretty well the last time i wore, i still have it it's a black shirt uh i the last time i wore a button-up shirt was in fact to my wedding to your wedding did my wedding ah, see i'm correct and, and, and i am coming up on my third anniversary so it's been it's been three it's been, years i already told people when we go to bitcoin uh 2022 i'm not wearing a button-up shirt i will rock the jeans t-shirt and blazer look yeah i'll look professional you know i know they probably don't want me wearing a, a hoodie down there i'm preparing my look for bitcoin 2022 and i'll tell you what here's the two options that i've went with so far i'm either going to look like an oxford professor yeah. or i'm going to look like skip bayless <laughs> those are my two options so yeah let me know which which you prefer yeah, there's T.Y. just said you wore a button-up shirt to your own wedding. Yeah, I mean, you, there's, there you wasn't a guarantee. You know, if I'd had my way, I would have probably worn a T-shirt or something to my wedding. Uh, you know, It just goes to show how, how well I know Tim. I'd guess that right it, away. You know, fun fact before we close, you know, get to our, our last segment. I did. I, I hate – I want to put this very nicely because if you're if anyone's planning a wedding where they want everyone to be really fancy and everything, you know, I do you. You know, you do you. But one of my – Pet peeves is when people skip. Oh, Kelly just walked away. Okay. Uh, one of my pet peeves is when people ask you to be a part of their wedding and then they ask you to spend like nine hundred dollars on suits and everything. Tell me. I about had it. my groomsmen wear a white shirt, khaki pants of their choosing, and then the best part. I said, wear whatever shoes you feel like fits your personality the best. For example, definitely not high. Zach was one of my groomsmen, and he wore flip-flops. I actually requested it. Uh, if you guys are looking for something to add to your wedding coming up at any time, I recommend that. Well, Make it cheap for them and let them be them. Let me say my They'll game appreciate plan. appreciate it. Let me say my game plan. Well, we got to close out real well, quick, uh, well, real quick. Give me like, two seconds to say my game plan. I'll All give right. you five. Okay, five seconds to get So my game plan is I'm going to do, because I think going through those like men's warehouse options to get everyone uniform is a cool thing. I think, though, what I'm going to do is set aside a budget for my wedding to pay for it on behalf of my groomsmen rather than making them pay all that money for a rental suit they don't. 
don't get to keep. Uh, anyways, that was what I was. Gonna All right. Well, we're gonna read some super chats that make sure we got everyone's read. I think I only see one uh, from Manuel Solo Rio. I hope I pronounced that right. Said new to the show, but watching daily. Uh, GRT thoughts, Kelly. Anything thoughts about GRT? Uh, no, I don't. I don't really follow GRT much. Uh, I know it's fairly popular, but based on uh, our community uh, asking about it, I will look yeah. a little deeper into it. Yeah, we just had one come in from uh, John John Armstrong, John John Armstrong saying the whole chat wants to see Tim one day show up in a suit and tie. Wow, chat. I, what would we? Okay, I'm trying to think. What would I need the chat to so you do? Ha, well, here's the thing about it: you'd have to go buy one. Listen, I, I'll put it this way: the 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 last thing you're gonna see me do is shave my beard. That's the last thing. You know, I don't even know what we would have to get done for me to shave my beard. A million subs next week. There's a lot that would have to happen. I hate, just so you guys know, if you can't tell, like, well, you can't tell because my beard. I, I'm a very thick guy with a very short neck. And so not only is it super annoying when I button up, it it also makes me literally look like they this. Make, but here's the thing about it. They make button-up shirts with a wider neck hole. I've tried them, man. It, I no, you like haven't. Them. I have. The one that my – you can ask my wife. The wedding the wedding button-up shirt that I have is like – it's like elast, the, the button's elastic, so it helps you breathe. It, uh, it was just the worst. <laughs> would, would you be – Tim, would you be more of a, a, a bow tie guy or a traditional tie? I am a fan of the uh, silly, so I like bow ties better than of the silly. <laughs> I like I, I think the bow ties are silly, and that's why I like them. So, <laughs> anyway, guys, <laughs> that is all we have for today's show. I want to make sure I leave you guys with a good thought. Here's here it is. March might not be bullish the way everyone wants it to be. It could be. It absolutely could be. But right now, what we're seeing is not in a spot where we can guarantee that March is going to be good. But what we can guarantee is that Bitcoin is a part of the future. It is a fight against the centralized systems that hold people down today. One of the reasons why there is so much evilness in the world is because of one man or one entity taking too much power. Bitcoin and crypto is one of the things that we can use to fight that back. So if that is something that you are all about, make sure to continue to educate yourself to be able to hold and hodl your coins no matter what the price is because only through the pain of a revolution will we actually see the glory on the other side and the freedom that we so desire. That is all I have for you guys today. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Jeb should be back tomorrow, but I always enjoy being here and hosting the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well. That's all I got for you guys. Take care. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.